Hey, how you doing, Mrs. Hamilton? My name is James Jones. I was just checking out your podcast channel and I'm just listening through some of your episodes. Um, I like what you're doing. Just wanted to leave you a voice message and say stay persistent. Keep doing what you're doing. I'm going to do the same thing over here on my end. And I'll continue to tune into your podcast as I am doing my workout sessions. Take care. Hi everyone, this is Arlen. This is a special episode of Your First Million where I wanted to dive in a little bit and talk about a couple of uh, pieces that have come out from the NVCA, which is the National Venture Capital Association. Um, I'm part of it. Backstage is uh, a member. As members, we are part of it and have been for a few years and just re-upped our account, so it reminded me um about a couple of resources they had. I have been uh, participating in their in their webinars by as a as an observer and they've been really really good as have um, UBS. UBS uh, the banking wealth management system they have some really great webinars uh, to check out if you're interested in things around the economy. And just a side note, UBS is a sponsor of Backstage, um, but not of this podcast. So just a true resource that I want you to check out. I think they're great. But anyway, the NVCA, the National Venture Capital Association, in the last few days has put out a couple of things that I thought were really interesting and time sensitive and, um, and, and, um, needed to be put out there a little bit more than they would have. And I want this audience to know about these things because they're being spoken about us and um, as underrepresented people for a lot of us are underrepresented, whether you're a woman, black or brown, person of color, LGBTQ, et cetera. And also I know a lot of people who listen are, um, are not in those categories, but it's um I think information is important if if you've read my book by at this point you know that I think information is important so I wanted to just talk a little bit about it so that you don't necessarily have to go and read these pieces that are made public you can though I I encourage you to do so I think it's sort of like having a lawyer I don't think that you need necessarily just trust your lawyers to read everything and they know what they're doing and you don't have to read anything they they should be your cliff's notes they should be who you uh, look to, to to back you up, but you should, in my opinion, read what is sent to you. So if you feel like uh, following along to this episode, that tells me something. If this sounds boring to you, I'm, I would not take offense if you, if you, you know, tap out now. Um, but it is, it is some interesting stuff. I took some notes. You might hear some paper rustling and I actually have the printouts as well. So what they have is one um, thing that they have is a is a letter, an open letter to Steve Steve Mnuchin and uh, Jovita Caran- Caranza. I'm saying that probably really poorly, but that's the name. Um, and that's a, she's an administrator, and he is the secret secretary of the Treasury in the United States. And th- this is a letter that they sent. It's uh, I guess six pages long, um, and then. Uh, a couple of days before, maybe four or five days before they sent that on May 1st, they sent, um, they put together a white paper, which is uh, almost 20 pages of really, really important information that I don't want people to skip over. If you are a startup founder 
if you have venture funding, you absolutely need to be here. You need to be hearing this. You need to be um, knowing what's going on. And if you are someone who thinks they should have it or has been seeking it, this is, again, some information. So it's about kind of the state of the state of things in venture capital, um, the startup ecosystem um, at large. And we've probably heard many different degrees of how it's doing. We're only a few weeks into this pandemic. So this information that I'm giving to you on May 4th, 2020, will most likely evolve, certainly evolve and most likely even change over the next few weeks and months. But I'm going to give you some foundational things because um, foundationally, this is an interesting indicator. So a um, couple of notes, a couple of things to just start us off. So what NVCA is saying, National Venture Capital Association is saying, is that um, we're in trouble in venture. Venture is in trouble. And they ultimately are asking the government to include, and instead of excluding, which is what is happening where certain startups and most startups are being told, you can't have PPP, you can't have IDLE because you are venture backed and those venture capitalists are giving you enough money. Um, instead of saying that, they're trying to point a spotlight on the people who are who are small business owners really it's just called a startup and they're being overlooked and they're being left out of this and not only saying let us into what you currently have with the ppp and idle but please with respect please put another 50 billion or so into a stimulus package that goes directly to venture-backed companies and a grain of salt you know um if you think about it think about it like sports or think about it like entertainment Yes, there are going to be a few dozen or a few hundred people who are making a lot of money, an exorbitant amount of money, who are your, who are your uh, uh, famous actors who get paid $10 million, $20 million a movie, uh, or even those who, get, who, who make a few million a year just through really hard work. And th but then you have th th tens of thousands and hundreds of thousands, actually, of other people who are behind the camera, who are production, who are catering, who are designers, creative, et cetera, et cetera, who are not making that kind of money. And so when you lump everyone into the same group, you're doing a disservice to, to far more people than you're not. And that's how I look at this, because I, I do see both worlds here. I look at this like the, the when we talk about venture capital not, you know, not deserving um, any of this stimulus, it, it is a it is a misnomer because there are so many of us who are in it and we we as women and people of color and lgbtq founders we are going to be hit by this even more so than the uh than the other um companies but like if you're listening to this you are in one of the 47 states that doesn't get 84% of all venture funding. So you're not in California, you're not in New York State, you're not in Massachusetts, and you have a startup and you are of any persuasion, any background, any profile, you're probably hurting right now. And that's not to say that if you're in those three places, you're not because you are being hit really hard by both economic issues and uh, health issues. So point of this is this is going to affect us all. It already is. And 
it won't hurt any of us to recognize that other people will be hurt more than us. So I'm going to have a privilege here. You're going to have a privilege here. And we're all going to be going through this together. Um, so they're asking for, they didn't outrightly ask, I don't believe, for $50 billion, but they're saying it's going to take $50 billion. They're mostly saying in, these, in this white paper, and I'm going to have my phone on here, try to turn off the sound. You're gonna, mostly going to have in this white paper and in this letter uh, to the Treasury, uh, just it's a very respectful kind of tone. And it's saying, like, we just need a lifeline over here. And you're going to have... Uh, they said that since March 11th, more than 30,000 employees from startups have been laid off from about 300 startups. So that doesn't seem like a ton in the grand scheme of thing when you're, things when you're hearing millions and millions. But it is projected that over the next 12 months, 80%, up to 80% of all startups, thousands and thousands of startups, will lay off 10 to 50% of their workforce because this is just beginning. And so they're trying to get ahead of this a little bit more than we than we have and saying that not only to just kind of shore us up, keep us safe, keep those people who are creating and the people who are in need um, going, but to also compete with other com- uh, countries once we're out of this or while we're building, we're going to need to, to do the, some of the things that their other countries are doing. And there's some other, there's some examples if you want to read through uh, France, uh, Canada, other countries who are, um, who are giving stimulus packages to their v- venture uh, arms of, what the, of their financial systems. Um, so th- of those 300 startups, you know, I don't know how many are from underrepresented groups, but and I can guarantee you some of the layoffs were. And um, and this is going to be pretty hardcore when this happens. This is like nothing from before. Things are changing by the day. We have to be flexible in our thinking. I personally have just kind of resolved that this is going to be at least at least a year before things can be or before I can travel uh, in a really uh, safe way before I can think about having full-on in-person events and it may be longer but I think I think a year from from May 2020 is probably going to be safe that's just my opinion my projection um, you know we I will go with the flow and see what happens just like everyone else you're going to also have in, in venture a couple of things to note um, if you are not in venture, you know, a lot of people who listen are not in, don't have any venture funding, aren't investors of in venture and wonder and you're listening now because you just want to kind of you're curious, but you don't really understand, not understand because you're, you're, you're very intelligent, but like you don't really totally get why it's this important. Well, there's going to be there's going to be fewer exits because of the way the economy is. And fewer exits means fewer new angels <laughs> investing in new companies. So that whole system, flawed as it is, where you're having this pattern matching, even the pattern matching is gonna be, is gonna be uh, uh, halted. Um, and, and you're gonna have fewer limited partners who, who invest in funds. So LPs, you've probably heard me say that term. LPs, limited partners are the same thing. They are the partners of the funds that invest in the funds. And a lot of times they include endowments and family offices and pension funds that you pay into. Um, 
they're going to be pulling back the purse strings because they're going to be going into they're going to be focusing on less uh, risky assets, which venture capital is notoriously. And they're going to be going to very, very safe places where they can. And they're going to be holding holding on. So. Um, even though there are billions of dollars uh, raised and sitting somewhere uh, in venture right now, because we've had a robust few years, um, A, that's going to slow down, that raising is going to slow down, which will trickle down to, to you and I believe that. And B, that most of that funding is reserved for follow on. So when you invest in a company, you most likely hold part of a great part of your fund to follow on into more companies. I mean, sorry, to follow on into the companies that you've invested in to double down on. So a practical way of thinking about that is if you listen to or were part of the original chat with Mark Cuban, I said to him, how many portfolio companies do you have? And he, you know, I had a ton of portfolio companies. And I said, what are you doing? And, and, you know, what are you doing? What's the first thing you do? Well, the first thing he said was, got to go back to the portfolio companies I've already invested in and make sure they're okay. Make sure that they are sustainable, that they're uh, sustained, and that they're okay. So he's not out there. And I can tell you this from experience. He is not out there uh, investing in new companies. And if he is, and if he starts, which he probably will, it'll be few and far between. Keep in mind, Shark Tank was already recorded. So anything you see on TV is old. Uh, and so he is going to, even as a billionaire, hold on to his capital. So just imagine this is happening over and over and over elsewhere. Um, so you're going to have fewer exits, which kind of slows down the whole kind of uh, compare it to like the 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 circle of life you know like the the way like this this type of when this certain thing goes extinct this other thing goes extinct because it was feeding off of that and this other thing goes extinct and then that uh you know affects our fruit and that affects our teeth and you know that's how you have to look at this this is this is this is just not about venture capitalists only um, that's why I'm so I'm so passionate about letting you know about it, because uh, if there's ever a, a situation where we can vote on something or we can we can say send letters to people about like getting the stimulus package to us, to the, the startup companies, to the entrepreneurs who are going to most likely be the ones who create the, the cures for coronavirus and the, the vaccines and the and the tracing mechanic mechanisms and and take us out of this economic issue um eventually i want us to be able to do so and to know why we're why we why we're doing it and why it affects us individually um let's see i want to make sure i'm not missing i mean i'm missing a ton because i don't want to read this to you but i do i do want you to know about it um i can tell you a little bit about again um a little bit about how it affects underrepresented founders most we're going to be hit hardest we already are we're not receiving PPP at an alarming and insulting rate, right? I, they just put up this, um, I just saw it on Twitter uh, today, May 4th, they just put up this um, this chart that says like 90% or something of black uh, um, startup, sorry, black small business owners are being rejected from PPP. And that's ridiculous. And a lot of it, if they're being rejected, even if they can, can find a bank, a bank, you know, some people are not banked. I know that one of our portfolio companies, Capway, uh, Sheena Allen and Tim Lewis out of Mississippi, 
in New York. They are working on some financial literacy. Um, and also they're trying to see if they can help people get their stimulus checks faster. Um, so, you know, look them look them up. Capway. I think Mark Cuban was working with Chime to do the same. I know Gusto, um, who I recently shouted out online, has been doing some something similar with PPP. But yeah, I mean, we're already behind there. And then when it comes to startup world, we're more likely to start startups outside of that 84% range of, of those three places I mentioned, uh, California, uh, Massachusetts, New York, San Francisco, Boston, New York City, that get 84% of venture capital. We're most likely to be outside of those places um, already. So we're like, we're hit double. We're hit because of our of our underrepresentation as people, and then we're hit again because of our proximity to cap to capital. And then you think about all of the momentum that has been started and has been going the last five years specifically. I can speak to that because I've been a part of that. And it has been, I've been saying for months now that I'm optimistic because we have this momentum. Well, guess what? A lot of that momentum, most of it was just wiped away because it's about networks, talk about networks um and the least of bit least of which is networking but it's about that it's about building networks we've been trying but now you don't have as many uh, links to other people that you would have before so if we're trying to get into back doors and then front doors and all that those opportunities to be at the right conference or to be at the right meeting or to show up in the right time and place and, and impress those opportunities are fewer and far far between and people are going to their own networks because that again is a safer place to be and it's got to double down there so that is why at backstage my fund we have an investor week happening the week of may 11th um, we have invited more than a thousand um, investors in our network to participate don't think all of them will come but um, it'll be virtual even if 10% show up and speak to 40 of our 130 companies that'll be successful have three to five meetings each across the week um, and, and are matched we, we, we go through a, a matching process and we have all kinds of things leading up to it that we've been working on but that is strictly because we understand that it is harder and harder than ever to to have those serendipitous relationships form, and so we're trying to uh, put our thumb on the scales and make make some magic happen. And so we'll be all week, May 11th, the week of, we'll be right in the thick of things. If you are an investor and you want to participate in that, we've already sent out our um, our our invitations, but you certainly can get in touch with me. And um, I would be happy to add you to it if you're not part of it already. You can reach out to me at itsaboutdamntime.com in the contact section. Itsaboutdamntime.com in the contact section will lead you to me very quickly. It's just the easiest way to, to reach me. You can also go to backstagecapital.com and look at the portfolio and check it out. But again, this is happening really soon and you may hear this after it's already happened. Um, so there, a lot of progress has been lost and will be lost, but I, once again, am optimistic. I'm right back to being optimistic. I think that we, this is when we shine. This is when we have historically shined. When all hope is lost, we, we still, we still find our way. And, um, 
and I know that uh, we will will collaborate and we w- and I'm saying we in, in this case I mean all of us we will collaborate we will make this work it will not be easy it will take longer than we all believe it'll be tougher than we all believe but it will be worth it just like um, the things that have you have gone through already will be worth it I also want to shout out a few companies again these are just this is just an impromptu podcast episode so I didn't have anything planned but I do want to shout out some companies that I've noticed have been super super uh, with it I will start with NVCA which is an organization that I'm reading about um, you know and I'm sorry I'm, I'm referencing in this podcast episode the National Venture Capital Association if you are a venture capitalist and you're not part of this association Again, no one's paying me to do this and no one's asked me to say this, but I would highly recommend you become part of it. It is a really great resource and it's very reasonable, reasonably priced, in my opinion. They kind of have a step up system depending on how much you have under management. This year we were able to go a step up because um, we have more under management, which is um, personally rewarding. And um, I still think it's a deal. If you're not a venture capitalist, you are a startup founder. Whether you're taking venture capital or not, I think you should go to their website, do some studying. Um, This is something I would recommend in my course. I will probably do a deeper dive in my course about this because this is where you get an edge over others. You're listening to this podcast episode. You're still listening. You didn't tune out. Um, You didn't press stop. You're, You're now into it. And now I'm telling you, go to the NVCA website and get some information become money, become money. You need an edge right now. You need it more than ever. I also want to shout out Flexport. Uh, I've been watching a lot of their logistics webinars that those are really helpful when I think about some of the portfolio companies we have and just knowing in general how things are going with freight and shipping globally. So those are fun to check out. I mean, if you're a nerd like I am, they're fun to check out. Um, They're sobering, but their information is very helpful. And then on top of that, their execution has been amazing because they have, they have really um, come through when, with PPE um, when it comes to getting that those those highly needed things to people very fast and just rolling up their sleeves and working around the clock to help. And I I, I noticed that personally, and I appreciate that from afar. I also want to shout out Gusto. Um, Gusto has just, in my opinion, in, you know. I, I can't I can't be everywhere every time, but I, in my opinion, what I've seen, they've just really stepped it up. Uh, we Funder stepped it up. I want to appreciate them right now and, and shout them out. They stepped up to, as a as a, a, a great partner for us on the alternative um, fundraising route on the crowd equity funding route. Um, really great service there. UBS again, they are one of our official sponsors for Backstage. For my, this is an indie podcast, but for Backstage's pod, uh, for Backstage, the company that I run, they are an official sponsor. But I just want to shout them out because I've been listening to their webinars just as an individual person who one day uh, will most likely uh, be a client of theirs, and um, they've just it's just been great. It's been really really helpful. Um, and then, of course, personally, my legal team uh, at uh, Lowenstein, Sandler in New York, uh, specifically Ed Zimmerman, as always, and um, Revel CPA, um, Martin Kaminsky in uh, now Chicago, uh, formerly Portland. 
all of these guys um they are really good check them out we have some resources from both if you go to backstagecapital.com slash together we have resources from a lot of these places i'm talking about room the the company room has been awesome um um lesbian who lesbians who tech has been awesome they were the last i just interviewed leanne you would have listened to that probably as the last interview uh for the podcast but they've been awesome and um and how they their leadership and how they've approached this as a as an events-based company how they've approached this and thought about people before before profits and i just really appreciate them as friends and as an observer as well and Sophia Amoroso, um, sorry, I say her name wrong, even though she's a friend. Sophia Amorosa and Mindy Hartz. Look at me, I'm saying it wrong again. Minda Hartz. And um, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm jacked up and hyped up because my book comes out in a few hours. So <laughs> I'm super hyper. <laughs> but I haven't had anything to eat yet. So it's also like a weird feeling, floating feeling. Anyway, I wanted to talk about that. I, I wanted to shout out the Backstage Capital team. Um, because they have just been working night and day to, to be uh, a resource for our portfolio of 130 companies led by underrepresented founders, as well as the ecosystem at large, no matter what your background is. They have been fighting for that. I have been uh, very proud of watching them do that and, and participating myself. Um, my book does come out tomorrow. It's about damn time. It talks about um, Black Enterprise just said over the weekend that it's full of crisis advice. And I never knew that that would have to be the case, but it is. So check it out. Um, Cap Capway, I mentioned earlier, Care Academy, uh, our online um, ed tech and certification for caregivers. And they are doing a phenomenal job right now. They're in our portfolio and I watched their webinar over the weekend, and they're doing an absolute fantastic job at what they're doing. I suggest you check it out if, if you have anybody in a healthcare facility, in a nursing home who's getting help at home, or if you want to become a healthcare worker or a caregiver, I should say. Uh, this is a, I'm just, um, it's kind of like a under the radar kind of vibe, and I am more and more impressed with it every single day, my goodness. I, it makes me want to become a caregiver. Like, it's really incredible. And Paladin is a uh, uh, providing, they provide streamlined SaaS, so software as a service for lawyers to fulfill their pro bono um, responsibilities. Now, this is my this is my description of it. I may be a little off, but I believe that's what they are. And, and they're in our portfolio. And they have, again, it's uh, been, uh, these are all companies led by underrepresented founders. They have been um, just consistently, consistently amazing throughout this whole last two months. Mark Cuban shouted them out over the weekend as well, or last week as well. Bitwise is the last one I want to talk about. Bitwise is, they have 250,000 square feet in downtown Fresno. And um, instead of being hit hard like um, a lot of these companies have been hit, physical spaces, they, they just immediately went into action. They sprung into action. They, they were able to get um, volunteer and get hundreds and hundreds of meals and grocery runs to seniors and other people who aren't able to get out in Fresno. Um, they were able to start onward uh, US, I think it's onwardus.org, and it's across the country where they're helping to reskill and upskill workers. And it's they're just fantastic, they always have been, and, and, and they're good friends, and I appreciate them. 
I would suggest that um, you pick up, you go to the NVCA website. I want to say one more time, I know I've repeated myself multiple times, but I want to be very clear. I have not been asked to do this. I am not getting a piece of anything. This is all free, open source. I simply read it over the weekend and it was so much information that I wanted it to get out to you and I wanted to give you an overview of some of the things they talk about in this white paper that is available and in the letter to the Treasury. You can find it yourself um, and take a look at it. I printed it out and helped me read it easier and uh, if you if you're not able to read it for any reason um, I can tell you that this podcast is a great reference and I'm happy to, uh, to to dive deeper if anybody has any questions. So I'll leave it at that. I'm going to post this now and um, I hope it has been helpful to someone. Um, and uh, that's all it all it really matters is if it was helpful to somebody. Let me just make sure I have everything that I didn't want to skip. Yeah, I think there's some some deeper in the weed stuff about um, how venture works and how like the the flow of capital and hold and reserves and capital calls. Um, so just really quickly, when you hear the numbers, we have a hundred billion dollars in dry powder from the venture capital industry. Just remember that some of that is being held for follow on, like I said before, a lot of it, most of it is not in people's banks, not in funds banks, but are held by the actual limited partners until the capital is called. So you might say, okay, I have a $100 million fund, but that fund is being called over six years, and I'm going to call uh, 17, 18% of it over, you know, per year or whatever, you know, every quarter, every year, uh, every, every time we make a new investment, whatever it's, but it's not all in the bank at once. And that's just how venture capital works. So that is another thing to think about. Some of this capital that we're talking about, we have quote unquote in the VC space is actually from other raises in the past that it's going to come come into this year or it's been committed and it won't come truly come for another five years another two years etc so like that's why we need this uh 50 billion plus i think uh and stimulus from the government i'm all here for it unless i learn more that helps me change my mind i'm also open and flexible to that but i'm here for it if anybody from nvca is listening and wants me to um, participate in anything that is helpful, please get in touch with me. Go to itsaboutdamntime.com contact form. I'm here. I am very, very interested in making sure that women and people of color and LGBTQ and others are not um, skipped and not missed out on this opportunity for us. And I'm very here for all of us, all of us to be safe and to get what we um, need and to help each other. So I will see you on the other side and I appreciate you listening.